0: Boom boom, NFL Draft Bible here on location twenty eighteen NFL Scouting Combine. It's your host Rise seen the place to be Rick Sarah Telatono like it is when it comes to the NFL draft and we appreciate you tuning in with my two star kicks, Joe Everett, Chris Shanafeld. We are here in Indianapolis. We can't stop, won't stop. It's about my sixth day here out in Indy, and we've got results coming in. We've got people running as we speak and we're gonna just talk a little bit about some of the risers, some of the sliders and uh, some of your NFL Drafts combine providers with the three amigos, so we appreciate tuning in here. Brought to you by Pressure Sportswear. Check out our friends at Pressure Sportswear. We're going to be unveiling our new clothing line a little bit later today, so stay tuned on the social media world over on Twitter, at NFL Draft Bible for that. And, of course, uh, we're here in Indy, fellas. Uh, I don't know what day it is. It's a Saturday, I believe. And, um, you know, I have not seen too much of the actual combine, but a couple guys doing what they have to do, handling their business, like a Saquon Barkley, Joe. This is a big boy running a 4 I think it's impressive that all our information is
1: verified on this guy. We had reports in the offseason leading up to this year that he was running in the 4 that he was uh, squatting amazing amounts of pounds. I mean, the vertical leap is there, and it all showed up on the combine tested field. The 40-inch Burt, uh, the 4-4-flat, I mean, that's that is ludicrous at his size, and uh, all the hype that's been building up, he's basically met it head-on. and uh, talked, I'm just super impressed that he has been able to match this. That's
0: a lot of pressure, and uh, he stood up and met the challenge. Yeah, I think only two other running backs at his size, over 222 pounds, have run that fast in the history of the combine. I forget his official weigh-in. But the other two were very good players. I think Leonard Fournette being one of them, uh, how about some small school guys? Chris, you've been doing a ton of interviews. Who are some of the guys here that are standing out to you? Oh, uh, I mean, uh, sticking with the running back position, Chase Edmonds from Fordham,
1: uh, right after the combine, he's shooting over to Fordham for his pro day, oh, Mark yeah. 8. Yes, sir. Um, you know, quickest uh, three cone. He, he ran into four or fives, and uh, I see uh, teams are uh, interested in looking at him at wide receiver as well. But Oh, uh, really? Certainly Is making, that something that was name, discussed? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it, it, it just came out following the running back Okay, uh, very interesting. Workouts. But uh, it wasn't something I was anticipating <laughs> heading into Indy, but it uh, looks like that could be an option for Chase Edmonds as well. So uh,
0: Chase Edmonds, Fordham, Fordham University, making some money here at the NFL Combine. Yeah, that's good to see, especially coming off that injury. And, Joe, one more guy at the running back position, our boy, boy Bo Scarborough. You know, I know you're not a big fan. I am. I think he's going to be a very productive player. While it might be a limited uh, time basis, I mean, you know, day three rolls around. Round four, this guy's a, a 200, probably 40-plus pound guy, running a 4 5 40, jumping 40 inches. Again, day three, this is where you roll the dice. This is where you take guys like this who might not be a full-time 16-game player, but when he's on the field, I have a feeling he's going to get some yardage. And he's a player that forces business decisions. Uh, yeah. If
1: you're going to take him down, you're really, you better be ready for the pain. And what the amazing part of his combine is, He had some test numbers that I just didn't see in the footage. A 4.52 at that size is uh, very impressive, but I think that 40-inch burp really helps a guy like that because it's all short yardage. He's a pile mover. It's short distance, and that's where he's going to need to win. And with a 40-inch, that's some springs that's going to get him that extra yard. So uh, that that basically forces you to go back uh, and study why why did he test so well because I honestly thought – something in the four
0: sixes, and yeah, Big Bo proved me wrong. Right, no doubt about it. NFL Draft Bible Radio here on the Block Talk Radio. Of course, we're available on iTunes. You might be watching live on the Facebook Live and the Twitter stream, Periscope. We appreciate you tuning in. Like it, share it, care it. We appreciate it. Um, you guys have both been doing a lot of interviews throughout the week, all day long. We've got a little bit of a breather here. Our first interview is not till 2 p.m. I think Bradley Chubb kicked off today's. Yesterday was the quarterback. Joe, I'll start it off with you. Who's been your most enjoyable interview so far throughout the combine?
1: Well, uh, I'll probably have to give it to Equinemius St. Brown. I know he's not quarterback, but just so well put together. A guy that I just, has a professional demeanor already uh, asked about the pressure of this event. He said, well, it's kind of like uh, the big invite or what they, what they do in high school. It's just, uh, it's just the same old thing, just a different year to him, and, with the test results he's put up, it's that, that mindset was no imaginary thing. That's exactly how he felt uh, addressed the media, really just smooth, cool, calm, collected. This guy strikes me as a pro already, and then uh, the other one I throw in is Hayden Hurst. I know he's an older prospect. I know he's been through uh, Major League Baseball, the farm system, all that, but this guy has a professional demeanor, great attitude about it. Uh, that's one guy after the interview you said, like, He's going to be ready for an NFL locker room, no question in my mind. Hayden Hurst is uh, he's
0: going to be a good player wherever team drafts him. And listen, if you haven't seen that HBO Real Sports segment on the St. Brown, it's must-see TV. I mean, really interesting. You think LeVar Ball's father's crazy? This guy's right on par. No, it's really – he's got two younger brothers on the come-up now. That might be better than him. So, and I think he's a dark horse candidate for the first round, Joe. After running a, a fast time here, so uh, something to monitor. How about you, Chris? Obviously, doing the interview rounds. Uh, who, who's the guy that stood out to you, guys? Yeah, uh, you know, I,
1: I'll go with the quarterback, and I, I think Lamar Jackson. and He's not going to be running the forty here in uh, in Indianapolis. He hmm. wants the focus to be on the uh, quarterback thrills. He, he made it. He made it clear. He is a quarterback, and uh, he has no interest in. Uh, even talking to any teams that see him otherwise. So, uh, Lamar Jackson, I mean, the way he delivered uh, his message
0: yesterday was uh, quite impressive. Yeah, I can't wait to go back and check it out. And, of course, we've been uh, streaming them live on the Twitter, Twitterverse and Facebook, so, you know, at NFL Draft Bible for all the live interviews. As in, uh, we got you covered from front to back. Now, Joe, last week we had some predictions on the podcast, who would run the fastest? 40 times. I stood correct for about a day with my guy, Naheem Hines, at 4:38, 8", but uh, DJ Shark wasn't having any of that. And he looked so smooth running it, too.
1: I'm not, I'm not going to say it wasn't 100% effort, but you can tell those natural sprinters, natural runners, when they just like water up their back. Shark uh, just looked so natural out there. And really, speaking of Shark, the senior bowl week was great for him. The senior bowl game was excellent. He's testing well. This is the guy that's checking off all the boxes. And there's no question he's moving up forward. Right? It has to be. And uh, it's unfortunate my prediction was uh,
0: Callaway, you had Hines. Well, you know, Callaway, let's talk about him because that's your guy. He did very well, I thought, with the interview at the podium and mm-hmm. then came out here and he turned some heads on the 40-yard dash time. Where do you kind of see his range now?
1: If you, well, like, like I always say, if you isolate it to just the footage, Callaway is a, a first-round talent. I mean,
0: how many different
1: ways he scored a touchdown, how many different ways he impacts the game. But – in the interviews that I saw, he has he has matured. He's learned some lessons. Uh, he's also had a daughter. Uh, he's got four sisters to support. A single mother at home. This is a guy that's definitely going to have to make it. Uh, there's a lot of uh, weight on his shoulders, and that's a guy that he's definitely in store for a, a life change. And from the interview, that's that's a lot of what he spoke about. And he's trying to just display the teams that he's learned from this. He's not a bad kid, and uh, yeah, it's it's going to take time. I mean, it, it seems, they're not just going to believe overnight it happened, so he's going to have to show them. But he's backing it up with the test. The four four one for him is uh, very good. And uh, for his speed, his explosion, he's a lot of lateral quickness. So uh, we'll see what the rest of the combine holds for him. But you guys know better than anybody, those interviews with teams for him are bigger than, than right. possibly any possible. Well, of
0: course, and we're not privy to that information. But you know what? I think with the Chiefs selecting Tyreek Hill a couple years ago, rolled the dice day three, I don't think that's seed ain't planted in the back of a lot of NFL general managers' heads. So it'll be interesting to see where he shakes in the upcoming draft. And woof, we're 50-something days away, which is unbelievable, Chris, today. The wide receivers, quarterbacks working out. I know Richmond, uh, Kyle Lalletta, we've been tooting his horn all week long. Today he gets the opportunity to showcase himself with the big boys. Your thoughts?
1: Oh, I mean, he has New England Patriots written all over him, right? I mean, uh, Senior Bowl MVP. You know, yeah, you're not gonna to take too much away from that, but uh, you know, he's kind of already proven that uh, he belongs. And uh, I mean, you know, one, one thing that uh, is really impressive. I mean, he's been able, what he's been able to do at Richmond, um, with four different offensive coordinators, learning four different offenses, and then uh, you know, being able to kind of compete against some of the best in the country at the Senior Bowl and now here at the NFL Combine. I mean, again, he, he's certainly proven that he does belong. And, uh, you know, don't don't be too surprised if you see his name come off the board,
0: um, you know, maybe late round three or, or, or even as early as round four. Okay. You know, I know there's a little hamstring injury there with uh, the medical side of things, so that could impact the draft stock. But me personally, I'd have no hesitation selecting him on day two. Um, all right. So, NFL Draft Bible, on location, we're with the familia. The boys are with us here in Indy. And, uh, Joe, how about some movers and shakers? Who's rising? Who's sliding? We got some times here. Uh, Val Dancing from South Florida, who was out at the NFLPA Collegiate Ball, uh, blazing a 4-3-7 unofficial. It's good to see a guy like Robert Foster, who was really high on our board just a few year ba- two years back before he encountered those injuries. Looks like he's pretty healthy with the 4-4-1. Who are some other guys on the rise? And one or two maybe on the slide? Well, one definitely you
1: know, a personal favorite, Sharp Penny, San Diego State. Uh, another guy I thought, if you watch that Senior Bowl game, showed some great things. But also at his size, I think it's a four-four-six, two hundred twenty-plus 220-plus pounds. That's, uh, that's moving. And he's a back that's proven it on with his footage. I think just testing well is the cherry on top of the Sunday for him. And then, yeah, Valdez Gantling is a guy. A ton of end-arounds. Wide receiver reverses. Deep speed is what he's had. And that's, uh, you know, these numbers verify what we've seen in in-game mm-hmm. in footage. And, yeah, I, I knew he was fast, just didn't think he was literally flying. And then uh, droppers, my big dropper, have been probably a broken record all week. I don't care. Orlando Brown, I think, knocked himself yeah. out of the first round. It's a 5-8-5, I think, was the time. But uh, anything, past a 4 a four or a 5, like a four,
0: No, pretty bad. Five, pretty bad. And then the 14 refs. Rich Eisenreich. Yeah. Exactly. Did you see it, by the way? Because I did not see it. No, I haven't had the actual. Did you get a chance to? Because our buddy, our good friend John Murphy, breath Bible familiar, was like, "Who do you think has the worst body? Andre Smith or Orlando
1: Brown?" It must have been
0: pretty bad if so that We're going he's
1: moving and shaking. Yeah. and Other than his legs, I guess is what I'm I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> from that. But also those 14 reps. That, I know he's got the long arms, but it just shows you that uh, what he's done well at the college level is just winning mm. with his length and height and taking advantage of just that. And when you're in the NFL, everybody's tall, everybody's big. So that that might uh, really prop up as a problem. For
0: well, for sure. luckily we didn't have any wardrobe malfunctions this year at the yeah. combine. <laughs> we didn't have to pick something up off the ground. But, hey, <laughs> Chris, over to you. Movers and shakers, who's on the rise, who's on the
1: slide? Yeah, uh, you know, I think uh, – Portland Sutton came in, ran a four five five forty. Um, I, I don't think that really blew anybody away, but I think that's kind of what he was expected see, to do.
0: Yeah,
1: and uh, you know, he, he's a guy that uh, you know, obviously Calvin Ridley, probably no doubt, number one wide receiver in this year's class. But I think I have Portland Sutton right, right, uh, right under him at number two. Uh, so to see him kind of uh, you know do what he was at least expected to do and, and run a four five forty at his height, I mean, I, I think he uh, that, that that's only you know good news for him um, and. As far as a a shaker or, uh, you know, somebody that, at least, I I was disappointed in uh, hearing that Sam Darnold will not be uh, throwing the ball at all today. Um, I don't think that's really going to affect his draft stock, obviously. We'll see what he does at his pro day. Um, The tape is already there for him, but, uh, you know, that was something that uh, I, I mean, every year you hear about the quarterbacks, you know, who's going to throw, who's not, and, uh, you know, in the end, it may not really affect his draft stock, but that that was something I was really expecting hmm. or really looking forward to seeing in uh, Sam Darnold seeing if he could kind of separate himself from some of these other uh, top quarterbacks. Well, Joe, let
0: me ask you your opinion about that because you know, I always throw this statistic out there. If Sam Darnold starts next year, he'll be the second youngest quarterback to start an NFL game in the history of the league, Tommy Maddox being the youngest. Maybe an extra month to prepare for a pro day workout might benefit him. Your thoughts? I think it's possible. I mean, clearly it is working out, but I mean, ultimately, I think they
1: want that controlled environment, uh, just as receivers. I think they know their stock right now and want to solidify that. Uh, they're definitely talking about playing it safe. This is a safe move, and we've seen it in the past years. The top quarterback prospects opting to just stick to the pro day and uh, only throw there and. I guess it's smart because of the variables here. All these different receivers, uh, these different routes, the pressure, I, I, I think that's why they've done it. But uh, And also, I don't think it's going to hurt them too bad. Like I every year, that top prospect, uh, they may opt to just stick in their backyard. Still your top quarterback? Absolutely. That ain't never changed. I'm
0: going to go with my man Josh Rosen. I thought he was very impressive at the podium, which I expected him to be, and put to rest some of that. Uh, negative propaganda that people were saying about his personality that this wasn't true. Just for the record, Chris, you're top quarterback in the show. I'm play. going
1: Rosen as well. And, okay. uh, yeah, I mean, very impressive at the podium yesterday. I just think the, he's the uh, most pro-ready now. And, uh, again, I'm not not—I'm not very big on this quarterback class at all. But, uh, you know, if I had to go with one, I'd go Josh Rosen. Him, okay.
0: Yeah. Surprising because there's about four guys, I think, solidly in the mix for the first round. So you think a lot of question marks to the oh, I think, from these oh, guys. Okay. And well, Joe, how, over under four and a half QBs in the first round. Where you got I have to go uh, just under. under. I think that'll be the. the yeah, I, I
1: think I think just under as well. I think we see three. I'm not so sure about four. I, it's, who's I'm your sure three? The, uh, the, the top three. I mean, I think Josh Allen. I mean, he he was looking pretty good throwing the ball out there today. Um, Josh Rosen and Darnold.
0: So no Baker moves. No. no I think wow. Baker. Okay. I think
1: Baker's going in the first, and then Lamar's the the wild card. It only takes one team out of the 32 to put Lamar in the first place. Right. I just think that'll be the, uh, the the drawing line that the team's are like, well, we'll wait till day two maybe on Lamar. But, yeah, I think somehow, somewhere, Baker, he, he fits in there. There's just too much
0: upside and there's too many teams that still need that signal right. caller. Well, you know, I think that uh, it's going to be interesting. Lamar Jackson, with the Bills kicking 20 and 21, if you think he's a better quarterback than Tyrod Taylor, he got to pull the trigger there, so... Uh, we've got, I've got another day in town, you know, I think the combine is two more days, but, uh, we're getting ready for some more interviews coming up today. Uh, anything specifically you're looking for, a parting shot, some final words for the people Started off with you, Chris?
1: Uh, you know, definitely looking forward to, uh, coming up to the podium. I know that, I know Joe Everett's really looking forward to that, but no, I mean, um, then of course defensive backs tomorrow, so that'll be a lot of fun. But, uh, Seventy defensive backs. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, ton of more than uh, ever. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Joe? Sure. Sure. Talking to the sure. linebackers, uh, Raquan Smith, Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, see how they handle their media obligations, and uh, of course see how they adjust tomorrow. And yes, uh, I'm uh, eagerly anticipating talking to Mr. Payne about his career. I think that's uh, one of the players. Don't no matter where you take him, don't no matter where you play him. Your team's your defense's gonna get a whole lot better. To get that fan on your
0: team. Yeah, great group of linebackers coming up. Of course, we'll be streaming interviews all day long on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible. Uh, NFLDraftBible.com, your home for all of our draft coverage. Of course, if you're listening on Facebook and Twitter, Periscope, BlogTalk, or iTunes, we appreciate all the love. And uh, we'll definitely be back with another show very shortly, so keep it locked. Today was brought to you by uh, Pressure Sportswear. Make sure you check them out. We'll have a lot of great NFL Draft Bible gear available for you and uh, for Joe Ebert, Chris Shanafelt, our super producer, Adrian, uh, behind the scenes, and Rick Saratella, will catch you next time, everybody.